Hey y'all, welcome to the All American Boys Podcast. I'm Ariana. I'm Sharice. I'm Alex. And I'm Brandon. And we are going to be talking about the implicit of All American Boys. Alright, so have you ever felt like you had a certain stereotype about people before? You may have an explicit bias, if so. In this podcast, we will be discussing implicit bias. So have y'all ever had uh, implicit bias towards anybody or anything? So when me and my family walked into a designer store, the cashier were looking at me and my family and they were thinking like, how could we afford that certain type of stuff the designer brand had? Wow, that's wild. Yeah, that's crazy. I hear you. So what I already know about implicit bias is that implicit bias is having a thought about a particular group of people. People normally call them stereotypes. Implicit biases are expressed in books like All American Boys and even real life. Right. That does happen a lot in, you know, the high school system and middle school system between uh, races. So in the book All American Boys, the police officer was looking at Rashad, a black man, and he saw him bump into an older woman and automatically assumed he was trying to harm the old lady. Stereotypes are worldwide, and they impact society drastically. Next, we will be talking about how we should put a stop to implicit biases. So what we should do now is not judge people off the race or who they are as a person. What we can also do is surround ourselves with people of different races and realize that everyone is a different person, regardless of the race. So I think it's important for people to be around different cultures and different personalities just because you can get their point of view of things and how they feel about um, worldwide topics. And yeah, so you can build relationships. Just judged off based what they know and then we don't really know a lot as far as making an accurate opinion on something. So other things we could do is stop another bias and the next bias, explicit bias. My name is Alex and next we're going to be talking about explicit bias. Have you ever experienced racism? Well, I have. I was at a basketball camp with friends and we were forced to remove our book bags. The Caucasian athletes didn't have to take theirs off. We were racially profiled because of the color of our skin. What I know about explicit bias is police brutality and it's a lot, it happens a lot around the world. There are, have been white supremacist rallies in Charlottesville, VA, which is close to where we live now. The rally was trying to get rid of African Americans to get to trying to get it to go back how it used to be back in the slavery days. It was a lot of pro- police brutality that still happens today. William Chapman II was killed by a police officer. He was unarmed and was predetermined to be a criminal. You guys have any other examples of police brutality that y'all have ever witnessed or heard about? Well, I actually heard about, uh, what's that boy name? Um, he was walking to, he was leaving uh, the gas station and he had, 
Trayvon Martin. Yes, Trayvon Martin. And, you know, he was just walking with his hoodie on, going back home. He just had some Skittles. He just left the, you know. Gas station. Gas station. So then a police officer killed him. He shot him. And it, he had no weapon on him. I think it was a brush. Was it a brush? I think it was a brush. I believe it was a brush. Right. And that's crazy because he's dead. He he can't have his life. He can't have a wedding because of this police officer that thought he could take somebody's life. Sixteen, seventeen. That's crazy. Oh, how does this relate to the book? So Rashad, he was walking down. He was at a store and he was walking outside from the store, and a police officer had seen him. He was putting some chips in his bag that were legally purchased and were not stolen. He was seen near an elderly elderly woman that had fallen and the cops were called. The officer saw him and beat him without letting Rashad explain. Rashad was on video getting beaten and it went viral everywhere. So Rashad was embarrassed about getting beaten by a police officer and he had no reason to have gotten beaten. That's really crazy because that goes on today. So next way that somebody can be racially profiled is the language like the way that they talk their body language anything you know some mostly mostly it's not just all african-americans but african-americans they tend to talk with a slang tense in their voice so that can lead somebody to thinking that they're a bad person or they just are here to do wrong so we've got ariana here to talk about language and what she knows about um language and how it can affect people's pers- people's perspective on you. Hey y'all, so I'm Ariana and I'm going to be talking about the language and body language that is used in all American boys. Okay, so I have a question. How do you talk? How do y'all talk? Like, do y'all use slang terms? Or like, how do you how do you feel about that, uh, Brandon, Alex? Well, um, it depends on who I'm, you know, talking to. If I'm talking to like my parents, I'll use more formal language. But sometimes I'll use slang just to get the, my point across. Mm-hmm. But um, if I'm with my friends, you know, it's more. I wouldn't say vulgar language, but there's more, um, you know, explicit language. Mm-hmm. Um, I talk with more of a slang term in my voice. Um, when I'm, like, at, like, a party or something, still that same voice that I use with my friends. If I'm talking to, like, any family member, unless it's, like, a brother or a sister, I'm using more formal, you know, language. speech. So how do y'all, what do y'all do? Y'all do the same thing? Yeah, I do yeah. the same thing with school, you know, you talk formal as well because you have to present yourself in a certain way at school when talking to teachers and things like that. Okay. Brandon? So normally when I'm just talking to my parents, I'm pretty respectful. I don't really use too much slang, but when I'm around my friends, I normally like use slang. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's it. Alright, so I think this all depends on where you are from and what you are around. So, have y'all ever been, like, to a state or out of the country and heard, like, different people's language or how they talk or how they 
present yourself? Like, have y'all been in New York or yeah. Chicago? Yeah, I've so, been like you know in the upper upper states like New York, Chicago, Illinois, because mm-hmm. Chicago is in the state. But um, I've been to you know I've been to those two states, and um, when you when you're around them, the culture and um, the language that they use is different. Like New Yorkers, they have uh, loud, they're loud. Yeah, they're they're more loud. Mm-hmm. They had they're more loud, and um, they have like a you know, uh, an accent to their voice. Like, they talk more with a purpose. Loud, expressive tone. Yeah, they're real expressive with it. So, recently, I just emailed Michigan Radio, and I asked them... Actually, they made an article. (laughs) So, the article says, Where you grow up has a big impact on your future. Uh, The lady that was in it, her name is Jalen. She was from a low-income neighborhood, and changed in every measure, including academic achievement, safety, and income, among others. The earlier a child moves to a good neighborhood or a average neighborhood, suburban, um, the better their long-term outcomes will be, including how much they earn and whether they attend college or not. So I'm saying all this information, but this all correlates to all American boys. So when Rashad talks to his friends, he uses profanity. And I know the people around, they use profanity. Uh, So it's nothing new. That's what kids do. So sometimes he makes fun of his friends and people quote unquote say roasting. But it's just a joke. When Rashad talks to his mom, he answers with yes ma'am. And when he talks to his father, he says the same thing. But yes, sir. Rashad is from Chicago. They talk different. They use loud, expressive tones when speaking. So when Rashad got arrested, he had a loud tone because, as I said, he's from Chicago. And it's not in an attitude or in a meaningful way, but that's just how he talks. So the police officer uses his language as he is restraining. We should not judge people's tones or how they talk because you don't know where they are coming from. And something might have been, something in their life has probably changed the way they talk or how they speak. So do y'all feel, do y'all relate? Yeah, so when I was around my friends, I had to talk a certain way because if I were to talk formally, like how I talk with my parents, it would just be a little bit weird, but yeah. is important when showing respect towards other which leads into our next topic um, advocacy advocacy is the act of supporting or recommending something um, it shows like equality diverse and independence towards somebody or yourself so in all American boys Rashad was um, racially profiled by a police officer and his dad believed that complying with the police, no matter what, was the right thing to do, which made him advocating for the police officer who racially profiled his son. Um, Rashad's friends and family advocated for him when they had a protest because of the act that Rashad was. So, have y'all ever been racially profiled? Um, yes, I have experienced racial profiling. You know, being. Um, African-American and being a baseball player, not a lot of African-American are baseball players, you know. 
people say that it's a white man's sport, so every time I step on the field, people look at me different. Um, like I'm not as good as them. Um, even though, you know, I, I perceive, I say that I'm better than them. So when the information about Rashad had went viral or whatever, um, it was seeming bad on his part, like like what he did was wrong and stuff. So his brother Spoonie had sent in a picture of Rashad in his ROTC uniform to influence the um, public opinion to make it seem like Rashad was the good person in the situation. At the protest, Rashad's father ended up showing up and being supportive of his son about the situation. So that shows him advocating for Rashad. Okay, so overall the book was showing how police officers had an implicit and explicit bias against certain um, races. So what we could do to avoid advocacy is probably have police going under certain training because people of color are getting shot. Also, what they can do is take an implicit and explicit bias test like we did in class before they are considered a police officer because you never know if like they might try and shoot somebody based off their implicit or explicit bias.